0: Gloria! This week we're off to El Salvador, for El Salvador la... Gloria! My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun, and tell you what's in my mug. So, the ownership of this farm has quite a short story, however, Maria and Jose, her husband who own the farm, don't. Uh, Luis has has been in coffee for a long, long time, and Maria Jose represents a fifth generation of coffee growers, with six years experience in quality, marketing and coffee programmes like the Cup of Excellence, while Luis, a new grower, has a background in nearly 12 years of working for the Salvadorian coffee industry, uh, the Concierge, as a market advisor and he used to coordinate El Salvador's coffee marketing and developed quality and educational programmes. Nowadays, he's kept pretty busy uh, through searching for quality through um, uh, the farm. The the mill is called, come on. This is gonna come, Steve. This is gonna come. What is the mill called? It's not, oh, El Borbillon. I knew it would come. See, I'm really good when I dig into the memory banks. It just takes a little while to find the files. Um, which uh, is a mill that I've bought from in the past, Um, an amazing place. Uh, La Gloria is a tiny farm and it was previously owned uh, by Abel Castillo from who they bought in October 2009. Uh, A few weeks after evaluating the soil, the vegetative tissue, the varietals and what investment was needed, uh, Maria, Jose and Luis got to acquire a, uh, a small but special place of land, located in a well-known area for growing amazing beans. Um, many experts have recognised the mountains surrounding Napaneca uh, for their microclimate characteristics that proved to have awesome qualities for growing heirloom and exotic varietals uh, consistently like, over many many years. The name La Gloria, La Gloria, which is the Spanish name for Glory, was given in honour of Marie Jose's mother who we kind of know, so Gloria Rodriguez um, uh, from San Jose and many, many other farms, um, which is uh, Ma- Maria Jose's uh, mother. Um, La Gloria is 2.6 hectares um, and really is a piece of coffee heaven. It has an altitude of 1,450 metres above sea level, which is fairly low um, and has great soil and like, organic matter and like, a lot of volcanic activities happened in that area in the past. Um, the steep part of the farm, uh, where it's mostly Bourbon and Pacas, um, but it also has a flat plot, or a little tablon dedicated to the exotic varieties of pacamara and also geisha. Um, Coffee grows below the canopy of like native trees, um, it's a very natural habitat, um, lots of birds, small mammals, lots of snakes, which I'm not so keen on. Um, it's, you can hear them all the way around the farm, um, it adds to the atmosphere and the magnificent view of the Laguna de Espino, which uh, and you can also see the Guatemalan border from there. Another great aspect of the farm is its infrastructure. Um, Lewis has dug out water tanks uh, with big pits, um, so he has plenty of water to be able to fertilise easier, um, and also he's built them to, plant, uh, to stop the erosion of the mountains, so when the rain comes it falls into these pits. Um, also, uh, he does a, he's built a lot of windbreakers, so added a lot of trees instead of taking away. Um, lots of careful pruning and stumping of the coffee trees uh, and maintaining those, um, uh, maintaining those um, uh, natural trees that were there. They've also dug these huge pits. And when I first went, I was like, is this just for me to fall into? But it's a, a way of leaves falling into there as well. So they can use those leaves that then break down um, and then they've got natural organic matter there, um, which is perfect. They've also uh, built a uh, nursery so they can do lots of replanting. The most exciting part of it for me is the varietal garden. Um, Lewis is my go-to geek for varietals. He's just the guy that knows everything about varietals. And he currently has 65 different varietals in the garden, which is planted for research, educational purposes, and for me to get really excited when I go see him. Um, Maria, Jose and Luis got this farm with the idea of really just trying to produce exceptional coffee, uh, but also to be innovative and to experiment. Um, They're very proud uh, because this farm has been awarded two years in a row Cup of Excellence. Um, All of the milling is performed at El Carmen in uh, Ataco, which is where San Jose is also processed. And Louis oversees all of the depulping, uh, the process, uh, and he does a natural fermentation, dry fermentation, 24 hours, and then dries on clay patios for around about 20 days. Um, but all the way through the process, Louis is there every day overseeing what's happening, which is quite unusual, because most producers will deliver to the mill and let them get on with it, but he just cannot stop interfering and experimenting, and that's why this cook quality is so fantastic. So this week we're going to focus on the tasting notes. So I'm not going to be actually cupping it because I'm not looking for you know uh, cupping scores and things like that. I really am just going to use it as a prompt to remind me what it tastes of. So this coffee for me has a real kind of tro- tropical fruit kind of flavor to it. I want you to think, here comes the lilt, the lilt man. It's that kind of like, it's lilt, but it's not lilt as you know it, it's kind of like, and a little bit warm lilt which sounds pretty disgusting but it isn't it's amazing um, I'm getting like a, a real kind of biscuit sweetness as well to it I think like pink wafers um, it's that kind of sweetness because it's a little bit of a dry sweetness as well um, and this is my favorite tasting note is Asian pear yeah you got it Asian pear that's cool isn't it But it really does taste like Asian pear. I'm not just being a jumped up coffee person coming up with a stupid descriptor. It really does taste like Asian pear. Um, If you don't know what an Asian pear is, go buy one. They're in the supermarkets and everything, so it's not like I'm using a descriptor that is weird or off the planet strange. It is something that you can very easily taste and get a reference point for. Now all of these taste descriptors are my taste descriptors. You may have some that are different. That's okay. We're allowed to disagree. You're allowed to be wrong and I'm allowed to be right. Um, but that's not typically strictly true because taste is very personal. We all taste very different things, but that's my taste notes for this coffee. So hello, I'm joined by Roland. Say hello Roland. Hiya. No, you say hello Roland. Hello Roland, there we go. That was from Roland Gifford. You've got to say hi to Roland Gifford. The only two Rolands I know in the world. The
1: only other Roland I know as well.
0: Yeah, one is, one is on me in my mum, one is hopefully watching me in my mom. If he isn't, I'm right. going to be really disappointed. Um, so, Roland Gifford's just been in Honduras. Interesting place. Met one of the, produ- one, uh, one of the friends of a producer we bought a couple of excellence yeah. from in 2009. But anyway, oh. I am digressing. This is not The Roland <laughs> Show. <laughs> um, we're here to talk about roasting El Salvador's and Bourbons, and in particular La Gloria. So, Roland is now officially head roaster. Ooh, wow. He has a I head and he is a roaster. So, I used to claim that title for myself because, you know, I'm awesome. Um, should we talk about our roasting competition?
1: No, no, absolutely okay. not. Okay, 16. We, we, we could not mention was 15 did. to 1.
0: No. no. 15 choices to 1, was it? 40 choices
1: to know. Yeah, one person chose me. Yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. And that was only Luke because he felt sorry for it. Yeah. Yeah. He's very kind.
0: So, anyway, we had an internal roasting competition and I'm the awesomest. Um, but Roland is head roaster because he's still in training
1: and we're still teaching him. Um, how would you roast an El Salvador and in particular this coffee? I, this coffee in particular? It is very much like most of the El Salvador's we have, which are mostly Bobons. Yeah. And we're going to go just into second crack, maybe in the drop, not too far, we don't go too quickly because there's lots of sweetness there to develop. So we're going to take it into first crack, slow it down and go through nice and steadily through and drop it just for those first spots of second. Yeah, so not even in
0: second crack really at that point, i no. tell you, you know, it's just things are starting to change and maybe go to a different place, but you are, what, what you're trying to do with, I mean, with our Salvador's in typical, we're trying to reduce sweetness and body and not looking so much for that acidity um,
1: if there's any acidity there naturally, that's great. But you're not looking for that in an El Salvador, particularly a Bourbon. I don't think you need to highlight it in those ones because there is acidity there, but it tends to come out very nicely during the development phase. What you really need to do is get those sweetness out, so you don't end up too grainy or underdeveloped. And is it a difficult coffee to roast? Because it's a fairly small batch, because the farm is fairly small. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, are there any problems roasting or is it a fairly easy one to do? No, it's fairly straightforward. It roasts a lot like the other El Salvador Bourbons we've got, and they're quite loud and there's quite. Uh, speak to, I think. Yeah, they get a lot of noise out of them. And nice to roast.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's exactly what I would have said. You have copied me. Right. Is, that, is that like plagiarism? Actually, that's learning. That's learning, Roland's learning, wow. That's a bombshell. <laughs> so, we should get into this. I am looking forward to this, just from the cupping that we did. The flat lilt that I used as a descriptor It's an amazing descriptor, and it's such a complex coffee. So let's dive in. And just like the cupping table, that lilt is there. Um, As is the Asian pear, and you've still got to, have you not been to the supermarket yet to get the Asian pear? I told you two minutes ago to go there and buy one, because that is Asian pear. Um, It is not me using Fancy Dan descriptors, it is there. The sweetness is a, is a biscuit sweetness. And it reminds me again, very much of the pink wafer. Uh, it is a pink wafer biscuit sweetness on there. This is complex coffee. This is for El Salvador, a super complex coffee. Um, and we talked about how in the roasting with Roland that we wanted to, um, you know, just bring the sweetness out. Well, the sweetness is there but there's a whole heap of other things in there. And I think this is because it's such a small lot that it does have that complexity. And it's natural complexity. We're not massaging anything or trying to highlight anything. Um, It's delicious. And for a Bourbon, I'm amazed. I really am amazed. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you for watching. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.